Welcome to the Outlaw Radio Show. My name is Zach Adams. I am so glad that you've tuned in, that you're listening. I pastor a church located just outside of Athens, Georgia. The name of the church is Calvary 316. If you're a local and you're listening and you'd like to come check us out, our service is at 1030 on Sundays. Our website is calvary316.com. Very easy to find. If you happen to mess up with the .com, you can also get us via the .org, the .net, .tv. We own them all. Very easy to find us. Uh, Bible teaching church here located just outside of Athens, Georgia. Regardless of where you're listening, I do hope that you stay with me over the next uh, hour or so as we seek to do something that's not done frequently in Christian media, and that is have a bold and honest, a brash conversation about things that are relevant to today, to culture. Um, I have a unique perspective, a different perspective. You might hate my perspective, but the one thing that I am, even if it's to a fault, that is overtly authentic. If we can be anything, let's just be genuine. Now, in that thread, I do want to say that if you're listening in a car and there are our young ears present, the subject matter we're going to discuss today, which will be pornography, um, just by its very nature, is heavy. Uh, I will do my best uh, to try to keep this uh, as PG appropriate as possible. Uh, at the same time, uh, just as a courtesy, this might not be the episode that you want to just let roll um, with little ears around. Um, that's okay. Uh, we would encourage you to go uh, to our website, which is outlawradio.org, and and find our podcast. This episode will be aired in its entirety. It'll be posted in its entirety via our podcast, which is available on iTunes, Google Play, easy to find us. Uh, you can go to either of the platforms and just search Zach Adams, uh, and, and we'll pop up. You'll, you, you'll discover us. Uh, quick links are available, once again, at outlawradio.org. Um, but this episode will be posted there in its entirety. So if, if the topic um, is curious, if if you're intrigued by it, uh, but your kids are in the back seat um, and you're going to switch over to VeggieTales, I totally get it. Uh, but go find the podcast, listen to the episode. I think you'll find it edifying, informative, um, and interesting, to say the least. I ran across a, um, a ranking. As a matter of fact, it was today a ranking of the most popular websites in America presently, like today. Um, obviously, you, you can imagine that the number one is Google. Google.com is the most visited website on the planet, mainly because of their, their search engine. That's the one we all use. There really isn't an, an alternative. There's no competition in the search engine field. Um, no surprise that number two, uh, it's Facebook, facebook.com, the second most frequented website uh, in the world. Uh, number three um, is YouTube. Um, I actually find that a bit surprising, but still not so outside of the realm of, of, of logic. Number four is amazon.com because you don't buy anything nowadays without going to Amazon. Number five is yahoo.com. That, those, that's the top five. And, and let me repeat them just to set some context. One, Google.com. Two, Facebook.com. Three is YouTube. Four is Amazon. Five is Yahoo. Number six and number seven are both porn sites. Now, I'm not going to mention their specific address. You don't need to know what they are anyway. But number six and number seven are porn sites. Number eight is Twitter, twitter.com. Number nine is ebay.com, which actually really does surprise me because I can't remember the last time I, I went to eBay. And then number 10 is also a pornography site. So keep that in mind for just a second. The top 10 most frequented, visited, most popular websites on the planet, directly following Google, Facebook, YouTube, Amazon, Yahoo, coming directly before Twitter and eBay, and then afterwards, numbers 6, 7, and 10 are porn sites. Uh, number 11, 
Wikipedia. That means that more people go to two, two different porn sites than Wikipedia. Instagram's 12. Reddit, number 13. Craigslist, 14. Number 15's Bing. Number 16 is Live.com. Number 17, also a porn site. Number 18, just, just for context, is Netflix. Netflix. Uh, later in the list, number 20 is ESPN. Number 21 is Walmart.com. 22 is Pinterest. 23 is Chase.com. 24 is LinkedIn. You have CNN, 2026. 20, PayPal's 28. You, you get down, AccuWeather's 32, Office.com's 34, Fox News is 36, Xfinity.com's 37, The Drudge Report's 39, MLB is 41, Bank of America 45. Consider, consider that, that porn dominates the internet. Top 10, number 17, again, number 27. It's insanity. It's absolute insanity. And, and, I, and I bring this up for a reason. We live in a very interesting time. And I say it's interesting because, to steal a phrase, a lot of our chickens are coming home to roost. A lot of seeds that our culture has sown for good grief, decades, those seeds that have rooted into our society not only have grown, but are now developing toxic fruit. You've heard of the Me Too movement. The Me Too movement exists as a, as a response to sexual misconduct. Sexual misconduct, mainly from men, and most notably from men of authority and power. Men like Harvey Weinstein, as an example. Not new to our culture. You can go back to Bill Clinton. You can go back to JFK. Womenizing. Abuse of power. Sexual misconduct. Sexual misconduct in the workplace, and the entertainment industry and families, and the church. The Me Too movement is this reaction to what appears to be a cancer, a cancer sp specific to masculinity and how men view and treat women. A and I'm going to be frank that largely this is a good thing. That these type of behaviors, these type of tendencies, there is a, a twisted way that men see women in our society. And you're, you're a moron if you don't see that, if you don't recognize that. Now, to be fair, the Me Too movement, these things have, and we've seen it recently, been weaponized. A concerted effort to play on these emotions to take down Brett Kavanaugh, the nominee to the Supreme Court. Accusations over 35 years ago of improprieties. These things are fresh on all of our minds. The abuse of power, sexual misconduct, the way that men view women. And yet, have you noticed a hypocrisy to it all? A hypocrisy to it all. Am I the only one that yells at the television when Hillary Clinton comes on and talks about the fact that women who make accusations must be listened to? They must be respected. They must be heard. Of all the people that should just be quiet would be that lady. Beyond that, you have friends that were, like you have politicians that took tons of money from Harvey Weinstein and knew of his improprieties, now lecturing us about all of this. To me, though, the most blatant part of the hypocrisy is that the same progressive elements that are now crying me too, rightfully so, have been the exact same people that have been 
shoving pornography down our cultural throats for the last 50 years. The Me Too movement is really a response to the warping of our culture from pornography. That pornography has done something systematic in our culture that we are now yielding the results of, that we're seeing the fruit of. Is there any wonder that when we feed men this type of of poison, poison that, that warps and shapes their view of women where instead of people they're they're objectified is there any wonder or should we be surprised at the rampant disregard or lack of respect men have of women this is the natural results and this is long overdue we want to talk about addressing this issue, combating this issue, rooting from society this issue. But there's not a single person I've heard talk about the underlying cause of it. If you want to address this, quote, toxic masculinity or, or, or what's driving, you've got to deal with pornography because pornography is rampant in our society and it's poison to the mind. And if you poison the mind, don't be surprised when that manifests into actions, which is what we're seeing. You know, porn is a global industry that yields annually $97 billion. $97 billion. $12 billion is estimated come from the United States alone. In 2016, more than $4.599 trillion hours of porn was watched on the largest pornography site alone number number six on the list 4.599 trillion hours on that one website alone in 2016 streaming that particular site once again not to be named claims to have streamed 75 gigabits of data every second last year, which is enough to fill 175 million 16 gigabyte iPhones of pornography. They claim that that it was a total of of 87.8 billion views just in one year alone. Most alarmingly, this is up 10 billion from 2014 and another 15 billion over 2013, an estimated 87% of college men and around 30% of college women say that they access pornography intentionally either weekly or every day. Let me repeat that for just a second. 87% of college-aged men and 30% of college-aged women claim to access pornography either weekly or every single day. We have a problem, folks. 11 pornography sites are among the world's top 300 most popular sites in the world. The most popular site outranks eBay, MSN, Netflix. I went through the list. Porn sites receive more traffic than Netflix, Amazon, and Twitter combined each month. You look at what we're seeing in our society, but this is the logical result when you build a culture on porn, and then you make it easily accessible on the internet. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hi, my name is David Guzik, and I'm a friend of Zach and the entire team at Outlaw Radio. One of the things I like most about Outlaw Radio is Zach's desire to challenge Christians to think critically, ask relevant questions, and then pursue answers on their own. The sad reality is too many Christians don't know what they believe, yet alone why they believe what they do. 
This is why, in addition to Outlaw Radio tackling the tough topics you might not hear at church on Sundays, their desire is to equip, inspire, and challenge you to dig into God's Word and wrestle with these complex topics on your own. To help you in this process, Zach wanted me to let you all know of two free resources essential for any serious Bible student. Aside from my full Bible commentary available at EnduringWord.com, the resources you can access at BlueLetterBible.org will truly transform the way you study the Bible. Aside from their treasure trove of free commentaries, BlueLetterBible.org also has an incredible word search function, making it easy to dive into the original languages behind a biblical text. So if you want to dig deeper into your study of Scripture, check out EnduringWord.com as well as BlueLetterBible.org. Welcome back to the Outlaw Radio Show. My name is Zach Adams. Again, as mentioned in our first block, the very subject matter we're discussing today is sensitive If there's little ears around, we'd probably encourage you uh, to change the dial. We're talking about porn, and just by its context, uh, you might not want little ears exposed to the conversation that we're having. That's not to say that the conversation is not important. You can listen to this episode in its entirety via our podcast. The easiest way to get to it is just to visit our website, which is outlawradio.org. iTunes, Google Play, you'll find it. I don't think I have to go on a limb when when I say that that pornography is a problem in America. But to validate that, that point, I'm running through some stats, some, some statistics, so to speak, easier said than done, about porn. Do you realize that 35% of all internet downloads are porn-related? 34% of internet users have been exposed to unwanted porn via ads, pop-ups, etc. At least 30%, according to research, of all data transferred across the internet is porn-related. Every second, 28,258 internet users access pornographic materials. Every second, 25%. That's 60 million a day of all search engine requests are porn-related. Sex is the number one search term on search engines. (laughs) More than games, travel, music, jokes, cars, wealth, health, jobs combined. One in six people, if you you think our culture is not sick, one in six people admit to watching porn on a public Wi-Fi. 60% or two-thirds of U.S. men admit to viewing porn at least monthly, with the number of Christian men nearly equaling the national average. When divided by age, quote, 8 out of 10, 79% of men age 18 to 30 view pornography at least monthly, and two-thirds, 67% of men between ages of 31 and 49 view pornography at least monthly, One half of men between 50 and 68 look at porn monthly. 64% of young people ages 13 to 24 actively seek out pornography weekly or more often. You remember the big movement, uh, Promise Keepers? I don't even know if Promise Keepers is around anymore. It's a big thing, I think, in the late 90s, early 2000s. Likely the internet killed promise keepers. But according to a study done of promise keepers, those who you know made the pledge, 53% of promise keepers viewed porn last week. 53%, more than half. One in seven youths report being solicited for sex online. The average age of a child's first exposure to pornography is 11 years old. That's the average 90% of 8 to 16 year olds have viewed porn. And this is, check this out, most often than not while doing their homework. Porn increases marital infidelity by 300%. The most common female role in porn is women portraying 20 year olds or teenagers. Recorded child sex exploitation is one of the fastest growing online businesses. 
624,000, excuse me, plus child porn traders were discovered online in the United States. Child porn is a $3 billion industry. 38% of adults believe it is morally acceptable to look at pictures of nudity or sexual behavior. 59% of adults polled believe it's morally acceptable to have sexual thoughts or fantasies. 38% of adults believe there's nothing wrong with pornography use. I'll repeat that. 38% of adults believe there is nothing wrong with pornography use. A study of 14 to 19-year-olds found that females who watch pornographic videos were at a significantly greater likelihood of being victims of sexual harassment or sexual assault. A Swedish study of 18-year-old males found that frequent users of pornography were significantly more likely to have sold or bought sex than boys of the same age who hadn't looked at pornography. In 2015, meta-analysis of 22 studies from seven countries found that internationally, the consumption of pornography was significantly associated with increases in verbal and physical aggression among males and females alike. You want to address the topic of sexual violence towards women by, by men in our culture, and you're not willing to look at the issue of pornography, you're a fool. According to a website, it's called Enough is Enough. They write, quote, consumers might tell themselves that they aren't personally affected by porn, that they won't be fooled into believing its underlying messages, but studies suggest otherwise. There is clear evidence that porn makes many consumers more likely to support violence against women, to believe that women secretly enjoyed being raped, and to actively be sexually aggressive in real life. Now, to explain how pornography has a physio physiological effect on the human brain, I have to first take a few minutes here, maybe a block and a half, and, and just explain how sex, just in general, affects the chemistry of the brain. Although you might think that everything happens when it comes to sex between your legs. The experience of a sexual orgasm, orgasm actually takes place between your ears and your brain. All thoughts, feelings, and bodily sensations you have, please know this, it correlates to a specific nerve cell being activated. Within your brain, there are circuits that govern all kinds of emotions, drives, impulses, even subconscious decision-making. In essence... Every biological event in your life, including sex, has a biological cause. Sex, like all experiences, is brought about by electrical impulses flowing along the paths of connected nerve cells within your brain. The biological cause for these electric impulses we call neurochemicals. And, and these neurochemicals, they change. The changes that occur take place primarily in what's known as the limbic system. This is the part of your brain that controls your bodily functions. The, the limbic system, if you don't know anything about it, its main job is really twofold. The limbic system is designed to keep you alive and to keep you reproducing. And it, and it accomplishes that particular aim by doing something biologically fundamental. The limbic system and the way that neurochemicals work in the limbic system help you avoid that which is painful, and it encourages you to repeat whatever is pleasurable. Now, the central neurochemical, when it comes to sex, it's dopamine. Dopamine, it activates in this, the centerpiece of your limbic system, an area of, of, of reward circuitry which drives nearly all of your behaviors. This is where you experience pleasure. When you experience pleasure, neurochemicals are lighting up in this reward circuitry. It, and it does this, dopamine, to motivate you to do that again. The more dopamine you release and the more your reward circuitry is activated by that particular activity, the more you want and crave that stimulant. 
when it comes to, to human experiences, sexual orgas orgasms are at best natural blasts of dopamine available in your reward circuitry. As, as a matter of fact, Dutch scientists who have scanned the brains of individuals who are having a sexual orgasm say that the, the brain scans almost identical to that of a heroin rush. It's euphoric. Now, now following a sexual orgasm, natural things happen. You get this rush of dopamine in your limbic system. Neurochemicals light up. I mean, you're feeling awesome. You're feeling great. And yet, after the activity, there's only so much of that stimulation you can take. And, and, and as a result, that person will, will lose a, an interest in their partner temporar temporarily. It, it's, a, it's a decrease. It's a, it's a depression. Like once that pleasurable experience is produced, dopamine decreases. The thrill is followed by what's literally called a hangover. You, you see, the reason that's important is that if you relegate sex as only a self-serving, pleasurable, biological, evolutionary experience, what our society says that it is, this natural sexual hangover, it does something terrible to a person. You get a rush, then you become disinterested, and it sends that person on a never-ending quest for new sexual experiences to produce the same level of dopamine satisfaction. This is why such quests leads individuals to multiple partners, promiscuity, infidelity, abnormal sexual experiences. The truth is the reason that most spouses cheat on their wives, why we live in such a promiscuous society, is what's called the Coolidge effect, which is intimately linked to this, this underlying post-orgasm hangover. The Coolidge effect. Let, let me quickly define this. Because pleasure is the ultimate aim. When there is a dopamine hangover, sexual interest in your partner dissipates. During that time, your partner is no longer perceived as rewarding. The thrill is gone, no longer stimulating. So you're primed up for a new novelty. This is why when partner number two arrives, dopamine soars because you're wanting a fix. Don't go anywhere. I'm just going to pick up this thought as soon as we come back here on the Outlaw Radio Show. I don't know about you, but I had no idea that pornography had the type of serious effect biologically and physically on a person that it does. I encourage you to stay tuned as Pastor Zach continues this insightful uh, discussion about pornography and its effects on culture and even those of us here in the body of Christ. Today, Pastor Zach is tackling an important issue, the effects of pornography in culture and the body of Christ. Here's Zach with more. Welcome back to the Outlaw Radio Show. We're discussing pornography, and in order for us to discuss how pornography is destroying our culture because it's destroying the brains of men, you have to at least begin by talking about how the brain works during sex. You have sex, there's a pleasure rush, it's dopamine in an area of your brain known as the limbic system. It's what makes it feel pleasurable. But following that stimulation, there is a cooling effect that takes place. There's a depression that occurs. In studies with rats, this process known as the Coolidge effect, pleasure's the aim, dopamine's the desire, Partner number one's no longer yielding it. Partner number two appears. Dopamine soars. There's a fix. But then there's a cooling. So you're looking for another. Like this, this Coolidge effect, this cycle of constantly looking for ways to please yourself sexually. They'll, they'll do this in, 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 with rats. And you can repeat the process with fresh females over and over and over again for a male rat until that rat will die of exhaustion. Like pleasure seekers, like if you're looking for sex to purely provide you pleasure, you will kill yourself in the process. Like multiple partners, we, we understand that's messy. But it gets even messier when you don't need a partner for new stimulation. As a matter of fact, what makes pornography so dangerous is that it provides you an artificial stimulation. This is what makes it dangerous. You see, internet porn, it's enticing to the reward circuitry of your brain 
Because novelty, that new dopamine hit, the new experience is always just a click away. Like multiple tabs open. You can click around for hours and you can experience more novel sexual exchanges in 10 minutes on the internet than a previous generation could experience in a lifetime. You don't have to go to the strip club. You don't need another partner. You've got the internet. This is why porn sites outrank almost every other site. It's because it provides an easy, instant access to an unlimited amount of stimulating novelty, which eliminates dopamine hangovers entirely. Now, now that leads to the question, like what happens to the human brain when it has unlimited access to super stimulating reward, unlimited dopamine, and never has to experience the natural hangover? The answer is that the brain changes the way that it receives stimulation, which is why pornography is physiologically damaging. Like, let, me, let me explain how addiction occurs in the brain. And this is applicable to pornography. When unfettered dopamine is released into the reward circuitry, dopamine receptors in the reward circuitry, they become damaged. See, one of the reasons that, that you, you get the, 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 the rush of dopamine and then you need the hangover is so you don't damage your brain. When you have unlimited dopamine constantly hitting, it literally begins to damage those receptors that light up when dopamine comes into them. And, and, and because now you're, you're, you're killing these receptors, the fewer of them that you have, it becomes a lot harder to stimulate the reward circuitry. Like this leads to what, what scientists call a numbed pleasure response. It's no longer doing it like it used to. You know what I mean? Now, as this numbing continues... A person is compelled to engage in more radical forms of stimulation, and they do this to create a desired high. But that compounds the problem. To account for the damage that, that your brain is experiencing by over-dopamining, destroying the receptors, your brain begins to overproduce a, a, a natural chemical called delta Fos b This chemical strengthens the connections between nerve cells, which makes it easier for them to communicate. It's called neuroplasty. It's, it's actually how you learn. Because increased dopamine has damaged the receptors that communicate pleasure, your brain creates or literally begins to learn new pathways to experience pleasure and loses its memory of those that came before. Like At, at this point, constant dopamine hit caused by pornography, you're, you're rewiring the way that your body experiences pleasure. And this is why, even aside from porn, like all addicts need more and more and more and more of his or her drug to experience pleasure. And when that drug no longer works, they have to go to something else because the brain is rewiring itself because you're destroying it. This is why porn users sometimes notice that as, that as they continue to watch porn, what maybe was satisfying at one point now no longer satisfies and that, and that pushes them from earlier tastes to new experiences. They move in new directions looking for deeper arousals. And why is that happening? It's because you're, you're actually developing ruts in your brain. Each sexual experience wires a new taste. If your sexual tastes have changed over time, for example, you, you went from stealing your mom's uh, lingerie magazines from the mail to, to going to a Playboy to internet porn to softcore to hardcore that's that is a sign friend that you are rewiring your brain you're changing your brain and this has major effects it's dangerous let me give you four reasons first because pornography affords extreme novelty and pleasure based in fantasy real sex grows boring by comparison dr mary ann landon she observed writing quote I've also seen in my clinical experience that pornography damages the sexual performance of the viewers. Pornography viewers tend to have more problems with premature, and I'll, I'll, I'll move away from that word, and, and ED. I'll use the initials. 
having spent much time in unnatural sexual experiences, pornography users find it difficult to have sex with real human beings. Porn raises the expectation and the demand for types and amounts of unattainable sexual experiences while at the same time reducing their ability to experience sex. It's it's a brutal master. Let me tell you the second reason that pornography is so damaged. It's so damaging, dangerous. One, it affords affords extreme novelty, pleasure-based and fantasy, so real sex is boring. Two, because there's no physical limitations to consumption, porn's extremely addictive. Like, after a climax, you can just click to something more thrilling and more thrilling. A greater arousal after greater, greater arousal, eliminating hangovers altogether. Dr. Jeffrey Sandenover commented, More science allows us, modern science allows us to understand that the underlying nature of an addiction to pornography is chemically nearly identical to a heroin addiction. And then they add because a a teen's brain is at its peak of dopamine production and neuroplasticity or learning, porn is even more addictive and damaging to a teenager. A Columbia University study found that sexually active teens, those that, that, that look at pornography, also use more drugs. Do you realize there's a correlation between sex and drugs? It's because you're messing with chemicals in your brain. Number three, the third reason that that pornography is so dangerous is that internet pornography, it promotes, fundamentally by, by its biology, by what it's doing in your brain, it promotes escalation. Now, what, what do I mean by escalation? See, over time, it's no longer activating like your natural aversion system. Now, aversion is when you don't like how a drug makes you feel, so you cut back its usage. Like, it's quite common for a user to avoid aversion by moving to more extreme experiences rather than taking a break. Antisocial and deviant behavior typically follow extended porn use. You know the story of Ted Bundy? The, the, the infamous serial killer. He did an interview with Dr. James Dobson just before he was executed on January 24th, 1989. And, and as, as, as Bundy talks about, he goes back to his roots. He explains that his compulsive behavior began with pornography. He says when he was 13, he discovered dirty magazines in a dump near his home and became instantly captivated by them. And in time, he moved from one thing to another and became more and more addicted to images and magazines and videos. He started watching women be tortured and murdered, and then, at one point, his addiction from fantasy transitioned into reality. He was avoiding the brain's natural aversion system. We'll conclude this when we come back here on the Outlaw Radio Show. One of the missions of Outlaw Radio is to bring your attention to ministry resources that will benefit your personal study of the Bible and spiritual growth. With this in mind, we want you to check out Ravi Zacharias International Ministries. Not only is their vision to help the thinker believe, but they exist to help the believer think. To accomplish both of these aims, their website, rzim.org, is filled with tons of free resources aimed at not only answering your own difficult questions, but with the intention of providing the necessary tools to defend your faith in an ever-growing, hostile world. Once again, you can learn more about Ravi Zacharias International Ministries by visiting rzim.org. That's rzim.org. Welcome back to the Outlaw Radio Show. Our final block, we're discussing how pornography has laid the, the, the bedrock for the Me Too movement, for uh, this cultural rot that we're experiencing in the way that men treat women. It's appalling. And yet, should we be surprised? We have pumped pornography. We've normalized pornography. It's become so rampant in our society. Should we be surprised that that, that has, is now metastasizing into an effect? Like, pornography is dangerous. I gave you three reasons why in our previous block. Porn affords extreme novelty and pleasure based in fantasy, so real sex becomes boring. Two, because there's no physical limitations to the consumption of porn, it's extremely addictive. Three, pornography promotes escalation, which doesn't activate the aversion system of your brain. It just, it grows and grows and grows and grows. It's a hungry beast. 
But, but fourth and finally, by avoiding physical interactions, which pornography promotes, porn damages a person's ability to have meaningful human relationships and interactions. To our entire point, porn warps the way we view the opposite sex. January 28th, 2015, John Henry Weston, writing for the Huffington Post, titled the article was, What what to want to stop sex trafficking? Look at America's porn problem. He writes this. He says, research has found that when these consumers show up, many come ready with porn images in hand to show the women they're exploiting, many of which are human trafficking victims controlled by pimps, what they'll be forced to do. An organization cites a 2007 study of 854 women in nine countries that found that 49% of women said that porn had been made of them while they were in prostitution, and 47% said that they had been harmed by men who had either forced or tried to force their victims to do things that men had seen in pornography. And in other words, when Americans watch porn, when you watch porn, you're fooling yourself into thinking that you're watching free-willed men and women engaging in a consensual sexual experience, but you're not. Like many of the women on the screen are being forced to have intercourse. This is being forced on them. According to Fight the New Drug CEO Clay Olson, porn fuels the demand for the sex trade. In a way, often not seen by those who view porn, traffickers have learned to package their product in a way that disguises the fact that the performers are actually forced to participate. You see, let me explain why pornography is dangerous. Why it should be avoided. Your limbic system is not equipped to understand that there can't be too much of a good thing. A, a dopamine fix just positions you for a continuous addictive cycle of highs, lows, highs, lows, search for more highs whether it's the consequence of more sexual conquest or porn addiction, many people spend much of their lives caught in a cycle with no way out, and it is ruining people. It is ruining men. It is ruining churches and institutions, and it's hurting women. Now, now what does the Bible say about this? Like, what's the application here? First, I, I need you to know it's not okay for you to be watching pornography. I don't care if you're a single, a single man and you've lied to yourself by saying, well, this, this will just keep me, keep me a virgin. This will just keep me pure. No, it's not. You're destroying your brain. And it will have damaging effects in your marriage at some point. If you're married and it's, you know, the flame has dimmed, porn is not a substitute to keep you faithful. Not at all. You see, the Bible, knowing our biology, Knowing the chemistry in our brain, there is a reason that Jesus talked about marriage, that the Bible structures sex within an experience based in a covenant. The covenant of, 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 of marriage and monogamy. One partner of the opposite sex for life. Please understand dopamine isn't the only neurochemical that's involved in the sexual experience. Like, for example, there's adrenaline. Adrenaline is what makes your heart race. Serotonin gives you that, that, that happy, warm, fuzzy feeling. The, the, the gushy aspects of love are due to a, a neurochemical called oxytocin. Oxytocin, they call it the, the, the love chemical. It's a hormone that, that comes with human nurturing and, and affection that's produced between partners in a sexual experience. All of these chemicals have to work together. None of them are afforded in the fantasy of pornography. Yeah, dopamine, it governs, it governs what you feel, it's what you want, it's your desire. Liking and enjoying something, though, is produced by serotonin and oxytocin. Dopamine drives you to an orgasm, but the feeling of satisfaction, it arises from these other neurochemicals involved being produced. This is why 
sex with unconditional committed love. <laughs> Do you realize biologically it's more pleasurable and it's also more satisfying? Now, yeah, there's lulls. But it's when you push through those lulls that you find a deeper experience. You know, if you couple pleasure with love and commitment, dopamine with oxytocin, the effects are biologically revealing. Scientifically, a balanced, sex-filled life with a committed sing, uh, with with a committed partner is not only healthier, but is actually the only way that you can continually satisfy the reward circuitry in your brain. Mark Mark Chamberlain, a PhD on this subject, he made this observation, writing, "Quote: This is why daily affection." with a balanced orgasm, can strengthen your bond with your mate. In our culture, which so prizes beauty and youth, it may seem downright odd that an aging couple could be more and more pleased by each other as the years pass. If you know a handful of elderly couples, think about, think about those among them who are still intensely drawn to one another. Watching them is evidence enough that attraction is not primarily based on attractiveness. Seeing, touching, hearing, a devoted partner gains more and more power over time to trigger the release, not just dopamine, but the bonding hormone of oxytocin. First, don't make excuses for pornography. Pornography is a crime against self. It destroys the individual. One author writes, consuming pornography does not lead to more sex. It leads to more porn. Much like eating McDonald's every day still accustoms you to food, that although enjoyable is essentially not really food, pornography conditions the consumer to being satisfied with an impression of extreme sex rather than the real deal. Another author says pornography does not promote sex. If one defines sex as a shared act between two partners, it promotes masturbation. It promotes the solitary auto-arousal that precludes intimacy and love. Pornography is about getting yourself off at someone else's expense. Pornography is death. It will destroy you. Literally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. It'll destroy relationships. It'll destroy your marriage. And the Bible gives you a remedy. Get married. Get married and have a lot of sex and enjoy that sex and cuddle after that sex. But introducing porn, it's rot. It's rot to the soul. It's damaging. We are reaping the whirlwind, culturally speaking. And until as a society, we're willing to take a stand and say enough is enough. We can't even pass legislation to limit the exposure of our kids to pornography. You know, I will say this. Let me give Apple a lot of credit. You know why their, their, their app development program is so stingent? The reason that they, they, they have a very closed, limited platform is so that they could intentionally keep pornography from entering in to their applications. Now, yeah, you can still access it through the internet, but not through their apps. Why can't we have common sense measures? And as a church, why can't we speak to this? We are seeing abuse in the church, but we're not talking about porn use in the church. And all the stats say that it's rampant. Well, you've been listening to the Outlaw Radio Show. If you like what you heard, I encourage you to do a couple things. Contact your local radio station. Tell them that you're thankful that they're carrying such programming in your area. Secondly, I want to encourage you to go to our website, outlawradio.org. Access our podcast, our podcast. You can listen to this episode in its entirety, as well as all previous episodes. Again, I'm Zach Adams, and I hope you join me again this time next week for more of the Outlaw Radio Show. You've been listening to the one and only Outlaw Radio Show with Zach Adams. As mentioned, if you like what you heard, be sure to connect with us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter or check out our website by visiting outlawradio.org. 
To listen again to today's show, access our daily two-minute broadcast or full-length episodes, check out the Outlaw Radio podcast, available on both iTunes and Google Play. Once again, don't forget, we want to hear from you. If you have questions, want to challenge something that was said, or would like to submit topics you'd like to hear Zach discuss on air, you can either email us at info at outlawradio.org, or you can leave a voicemail at 678-883-3316. Finally, programs like Outlaw Radio are wonderful tools God can use to change lives. But as with any ministry, there are expenses involved. First, if you're not tithing to your local church, you need to do so. And yet, if God has laid it upon your heart to extend your generosity above and beyond your tithe, we'd ask that you prayerfully consider supporting Outlaw Radio. Every donation ensures this show remains on your local station. To learn how you can become a financial partner, please visit outlawradio.org. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We hope you join us again next week for the Outlaw Radio Show with Zach Adams. Outlaw Radio is a ministry of Calvary 316 in partnership with his productions.